Welcome to another episode of the Paragon Podcast. I am your host, CEO, and on today's episode, I was accompanied by one of Paragon Physio's co-founders, Mr. Sean Rush, and we had the honor and pleasure of having one of our fellow South College Doctor of Physical Therapy students, Mr. Michael Blair. And on today's episode, he shared kind of what led him to join the military. He was in the Army for about 10 years, and then ultimately what prompted him to transition into not only the civilian world, but also into physical therapy school. So I hope you guys all enjoyed today's episode. If you haven't already, subscribe to us on all major podcast platforms, and then give us a follow on Instagram at Paragon underscore physios. Don't forget to leave us a review on the podcast. We're always looking for ways to improve the podcast. And once again, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Thanks, Michael, for joining the show today. So for all of our listeners and maybe some of our cohort that hasn't had the opportunity to meet you, can you give just a, a brief introduction? Yeah, so um, kind of a, a, a long story, I guess, but um, basically uh, began uh, in, I was in the Army uh, starting in like 2011. So, you know, I'm from Knoxville originally, um, commissioned in the Army in 2011, was in for eight years, and during that time kind of got into CrossFit, did some CrossFit training on the side in my spare time. And then immediately after, um, ended up becoming like a full-time uh, CrossFit trainer while I was finishing up uh, my prereqs for this program. So um, overall, was in the Army for 10 years, so eight years active and two years in the reserves and uh, got out as a captain uh, just recently. So yeah, okay. that's, that's kind of my life story, I guess. Okay. And we have... Uh quite a road ahead of us because I have a ton of questions just because I come from a military family as well and um, I just want to first ask what prompted you to join the military was that something that you did in high school whether it was like ROTC or did you do that in college kind of maybe just tell us a little bit about what prompted that yeah so um, you know most most of my family has some ties to the military grandfather was in the army Uh, dad was in the Air Force, he went to the Air Force Academy, and then my brother-in-law was in the Army. Uh, but I, I generally, you know, like many people in my age, where you know I was kind of, you know, September 11th happened, that kind of, you know, drove me towards that calling a little bit. And in general, just always felt like if it was something I could do or I felt like I could do well, that. I wanted to be in that role so that nobody else had to, you know, basically take the place. And, um, you know, I did uh, immediate, I was not in in J-ROTC, I went to Knoxville Catholic School, so they didn't have a Mm J-ROTC. I probably would have been if they had, but I did go to a military college, kind of similar to, it's it's North Georgia, it's called University of North Georgia now. And they have a large corps of cadets, like 500 or so, and uh, did that. And um, that was kind of where I, that's where I commissioned from. So, that, yeah. For military schools, because I'm only familiar with, um, I think, was it VMI in Virginia? Yeah, Virginia um, Tech, yeah. West Point, there's the Naval Academy, and then um, Air Force Academy. For, like, military universities, 
does each of those smaller schools have their own designated branch or do you go there and you say, all right, I'm going to declare for Army or Navy or Marines, et cetera? Yeah, they're um, like they, they all have commissioning. So, so some there are six senior military colleges. North Georgia is one of them. Okay. Virginia Tech is one of them. Um, and then there's the service academies. So okay. service academies hold one branch and then the military colleges, they have various ROTC gotcha. programs within them that North Georgia just happen to only have army. So they're okay. very, they're very army school. You wear army uniforms. That was their whole deal. Now, did you choose North Georgia just because of the close proximity to Tennessee or, um, kind of what, uh, prompted you to decide, uh, the branch of the army as opposed to Navy, Marines, et cetera, et cetera. Because I wanted to be the best of the best of the best, <laughs> sir. No, it was like it, it was something that like you know I was uh, you know I was a little motivated, I guess, at the yeah. time. But yeah, I basically um, I chose North Georgia, yes, because mm-hmm. basically it was a nearby school. I went there and saw how much military stuff they were mm-hmm. doing, and I really wanted to get in there and start doing that yeah. stuff. So I, I chose that. Um, Army in particular over other branches, why not Air Force? Well, in, in retrospect, that probably would have been a, a cooler job flying planes or doing something like that. <laughs> but, but the you know, I chose the Army because I wanted to basically be put in difficult situations, be at the front, do, mm-hmm. do as much as I could, um, again, so that, that others didn't have to, you know, just try and, trying to be up front. And if I felt like I could do that and I could handle those situations and, and do some good, then then that's where I wanted to be. Yeah. That's funny that you mentioned that about the Army because my father, he's in the Navy for 30 years. His wife, West Point grad, was in the Army, I think, for four or eight years. I'm sorry, Jules, if I'm butchering that. But um, it's just funny just being around military men and women. They just kind of talk trash to each other based on the, the different – branches of service that they served in. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, what did you do in the Army? Uh, so I was, so it, oversimplifying it, I, I was an engineer officer. So um, they, in engineer branch is kind of like a jack of all trades. So they do, they build stuff, they blow it up. They, you know, it's like kind of the construction side. There's the combat and breaching side. Um, and officers kind of float amongst all mm-hmm. of that. So they're usually in support of other maneuver forces like the infantry and stuff. My particular career path was kind of weird as, as I progressed through. Um, I started out in like an infantry basic training, which is weird, and then progressed to urban search and rescue for a while. And then I did a deployment to Africa where I was with um, the Navy and working for Naval Facilities Engineering. And then after that, I, I kind of uh, went to maneuver captain's career course, which is weird. Again, the whole whole path was kind of weird. And then um, then I was within the first armored division last. That was that's my last job as a, as a task force engineer and planner. How many different uh, I guess duty stations or deployments did you do that were outside of the United States? And did you have like a favorite one? Yeah. So uh, so really only. Only two, um, so I, I did 12 months in Africa from 2012 to 13, uh, and then more recently, uh, this was just a couple years ago, I was in Kuwait for about six months. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, yeah, like, the, by far Africa was the coolest. Kuwait was fine. 
Um, but you know, being there for 12 months, like I had a lot of autonomy. Um, I was able to manage a lot of construction projects throughout the region. So I was, um, in East Africa going all around like mm -hmm. Ethiopia, Rwanda, Uganda, Burundi. And I just had a lot of autonomy where I could just go with me and one other, um, service member and, and go to these different projects, you know, just, uh, really cool. And a lot of the stuff we were doing was um, humanitarian as well, oh, so really build, cool. building schools, wells. Mm -hmm. So I mean, I thought that was really neat getting to build infrastructure and you know help some people out, you know that that did need it. So yeah, th uh, by far uh, one of the coolest jobs I did was was in Africa. Yeah, it's really cool. Thanks for sharing. Now um, transitioning to kind of the reserves. I know everyone kind of has their different reasons. For doing so was that kind of always a goal you had in mind when you first joined the military was I'll put in X amount of years and then kind of transition to the reserves and like did you have a different plan um, uh, of what you wanted to do in congruence with the military is that kind of why you went to the reserves um, no I think I think when I first got in as a young naive kid <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, I I really believed I was going to do, you know, 20 years or more mm -hmm. active. You know, that, that was all I wanted to do. Um, you know, I, I probably, I guess I, like any job, you have a really uh, kind of sunshine and roses idea yeah. of what it's going to be like, and then you're in it and the reality's mm -hmm. there. Um, but I think, yeah, when I started, I was like, yeah, I want to do 20 years. Probably, it was really after, like, my Africa deployment where I got the opportunity to do um, CrossFit training on the side. Mm -hmm. And so I ran like an evening program that was there that seeing the impact that exercise could have in people's lives mm -hmm. and really, really giving them their freedom and their independence back. Mm -hmm. I really was like, Hey, I think, you know, I'm, I think I'm, you know, pretty good at this, yeah. like at this whole coaching thing. So initially I was like, I think I want to own a CrossFit gym, yeah. you know, like so, so many that, that try CrossFit. Um, but you know, it was really my wife, she's, uh, a nurse practitioner she was a nurse at the time you know I've, I've been alongside her watching her progress in her career and she said well you know if you want to do that why, why not be a physical therapist and mm -hmm. I was like oh yeah you know kind of, kind of forgetting yeah. about physical therapy mm -hmm. in general and I was like well what education do they require mm -hmm. it's like oh it's a doctorate program I'm like well I can't do it and she yeah. said why not that was basically yeah. her response um, you know, I didn't have any of the prereqs. I didn't have the GPA. I was not qualified. We could not get out and go immediately do mm -hmm. that. Um, but she said, so what? And so, yeah, probably in about 2014, 15, I decided, yeah, I think I think I want to do um, physical therapy, but I kept putting it off. Mm -hmm. You know, each, each year would come by, I'd take the next assignment, I'd go do the next thing, keep saying that, well, on that next assignment, I'll probably start doing those prereqs or maybe I'll... Maybe I'll do that one, and, and then I'll go do it. Um, but, yeah, eventually it just came down to, to very quickly deciding, uh, actually within the span of a week, just, just pulling the trigger and saying, like, you know what, if I don't care if I'm not prepared, yeah. like, I'm just going to go do it. Yeah. Um, because, it, you know, that I really believed I could do a lot of good in, in that field. Yeah. So, I know, and I know Sean's here <laughs> as well. <laughs> the, pre, the prereqs for... Uh, PT school can be um, an uphill climb, especially if your background's not in any of the health sciences, whether that be kines, ex-phys, exercise science. How big of a challenge was it for you to kind of manage 
kind of both being in the military and taking classes or did you kind of just jump ship and just full-time um, coursework and then kind of just transition out of the military at the same time kind of what did that look like for you so uh, when when I was getting ready to leave I, I did retake a couple of the easier classes mm-hmm. like you know I didn't have a great grade in psych for whatever mm-hmm. reason mm-hmm. Um, young freshman year <laughs> undergrad Michael didn't didn't care about school a lot I guess I don't know you know C, C was for commission and so yeah. I was going to commission so I didn't, I didn't care um, anyways but yeah like so I, I retook some of those classes I did like retook English and stuff mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I didn't actually start the real classes, the in-person mm-hmm. courses, until I got out. So I was at Fort Bliss, and I was, like, constantly on the phone with South. And I, we ended up having to temporarily go to Atlanta, uh, which actually worked out because South had just opened a campus there. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, you know, the timeline, if I can do a quarter system, I can do two prereqs, a quarter, and that'll put me ready by January as long as everything goes well. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I got to ace all of them. Um, So, yeah, I just went, like, full into that while while also being a CrossFit trainer at um, No Excuses in CrossFit or in uh, Atlanta. And, yeah, like, it it was daunting because I was a criminal justice major, you know, in undergrad. And then I have a master's, but it's in organizational leadership. So it's not – I don't have any science background Mm -hmm. at the time. Um, I got my CSCS as soon as I got Mm -hmm. out. Uh, which I thought was like a good little like uh, punch in the face as yeah. far as like oh this is what's about, but yeah I just did two two a quarter and then I was there yeah. Was was there um, any defining because you said you made the decision in about a week? Mm-hmm. Was there any defining thing that happened to you within that week that made you make that decision, or mm-hmm. was it just by you kind of putting it off for a prolonged period of time? Finally, you were like, all right, it's just time to get down to business with it. Uh, yeah, I th- I, there was. So, like, I was, I had deployed to Kuwait to um, take, I get technically it was a second command, but um, really my first, like, forces command. Um, I'd, you know, been talked to about it. Hey, this, this is the command you're going to take. And I was, you know, basically with the company at the time. So I deployed there. I was, you know, with the first sergeant. I was talking to the PLs, all that stuff. Um, that's probably all. But I was talking to the leadership within that company, um, starting to kind of, you know, make my move in there. I'd done inventories of the equipment. And the, you know, it was kind of like a who you know thing. Somebody knew somebody, and that job, I was switched very quickly, um, kind of unexpectedly. And they, they said, hey, actually, actually we're going to have you take this command that's in like three or four months down the road. And that was kind of like the straw. Like I, I was going from like, hey, you're going to take command the next two of you, two or so years of your life are now dictated to you, uh, to the next day being like, actually, I'm out in six months, like which is like the minimum requirement. Mm-hmm. Um, had to tell say no to a lot of people because um, it did kind of like shift some ideas about yeah. what was going on. But yeah, I just I I at the time I was so mad about that. You know, I mean, it was you know you were promised this you know promotion if you will mm. and you know somebody somebody else got your promotion well you know I was super mad about it but honestly I can't say that if you know if that hadn't happened you know I would have been locked in for another two maybe three years mm-hmm. I've been like at 11 years mm-hmm. I'm like 35 at that point yeah. you know is, would I have made the same decision and actually pursued physical therapy and, and so actually I'm super glad that happened you know as mad as I was at the time you know yeah. 
so yeah, it, it was kind of, I wish I could say, yeah, I just up and decided and, you know, my true grit just let me do it. But no, it was, yeah, something happened and I just flipped the switch, you know. It's crazy how one decision, whether you're in control of it or not, can kind of just change the course of kind of what you had initially planned on and kind of where you're at now. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> now... I know, obviously, you're one of our, our fellow students here at South College. Why did you choose South College? Did, were you also looking at other schools? I feel like it's probably safe now because you're already part of South College, but did you apply to other schools as well? Uh, I did, yeah. Uh, the two schools I actually applied, I applied to Baylor as well, and, and mm-hmm. that it's a good program, Baylor DPT. Mm-hmm. Um, not d- no. different from Army Baylor. Okay. Yeah. But... Um, yeah, I actually chose – I'm originally from Knoxville, so it was kind of like my top choice because I was like, oh, it's here. We had plans to eventually move back to, to Knoxville. Mm-hmm. And looking at the prereqs, it seemed achievable, you know, as, as far as prereqs. Some, uh, you know, other pro, some other programs have different ones. You know, South has a pretty standard, uh, normal, you know, list of prereqs. And so it was fairly achievable. And I was like, you know, ideally, yeah, if I could go to school in Knoxville, that would be my best bet. Yeah. So, because that's where we wanted to be either way. So it was like, even if I got into another program, we were still going to try and live here. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like they they were my top choice. So um, I kind of put all my eggs into this basket. I was yeah all in for going to South. So yeah. I feel like I've hyped up South College probably on every podcast I've done and the guys that I'm with have hyped it up as well because I had never heard of South College until I was rejected by two schools that I applied at in in Colorado and just realizing I've probably sound like a broken record at this point but the caliber of faculty that we have here is is pretty remarkable and I feel very fortunate to be here as well um now we are approaching kind of our first clinical, um, which is inpatient re our inpatient acute care uh, setting. What are your long term goals as um, a physical therapist once we graduate? Are you interested in more of an inpatient setting, outpatient? Do you want to specialize in a particular area, whether it be orthopedics, neuro, etc.? Have you thought about it? I I have thought about it. Like initially. Um, yeah, I, I kind of attribute it to, like, when I started in the Army, I was like, oh, I want to be, like, infantry and do 20 years. And it's like, yeah. uh, do I really know that at this, at this point with the limited experience I have? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, originally I was like, I want to be, like, on the Tennessee Sports Medicine Group, and I want to be on the sideline of football mm-hmm. games, and I'm going to be working. That that was the goal. Um, the, you know, then that's kind of – I feel like I'm not sure if that's right where mm-hmm. I want to be necessarily – I think back to like times, you know, when I've been working at CrossFit that I actually enjoyed the most was working with regular people, mm-hmm. you know, overcoming some kind of challenge. And so uh, I feel like, you know, maybe maybe in the acute care setting, maybe in the, you know, maybe in the neuro setting, um, possibly, you know, at general outpatient, something like that. Ultimately, I would like to be, you know, some a, a director of some sort mm-hmm. um, in some kind of leadership role because, you know, I, I took a lot of years, you know, building those skills and, you know, I'd like to be able to use them in that setting. Mm-hmm. But I, I really just, 
I just want to go where I'm needed and where I can make an impact. And whether that be the sports setting, acute, whatever it is, you know, I just want to go where somebody needs needs my help. Yeah. I think it's so important to be flexible with regards to what you want to practice in after school because I find myself, I don't want to say pigeonholed yet because I don't know anything, but I know I'm pretty set on orthopedics or sports med, but the more and more we've done neuro this week, I'm like, man, like, I could see it being a very rewarding career path, yeah. uh, working with people that have had strokes or spinal cord injuries, um, because I have a buddy that's a NICU physical therapist, and he wanted to do sports and ortho, and I had no clue that that was even an occupation. So, I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's incredible how many different um, avenues we can go down based on different specialties. Um, and I think South College does a great job of kind of really showing us as many different uh, specialties uh, that there are are out there but. yeah I like you're not locked in you yeah know, like yeah. you could you could get into it try one for a while potentially switch yeah. um, you know whatever your personal you know flexibility is uh, as far as your career path but yeah I like I like that you can bounce to different stuff yeah. Um, but yeah ultimately I just you know like you said I mean s someone working with a, a stroke patient or um, even a spinal cord injury I mean, that's it, that's a big impact you can yeah. have uh, re really uh, rewarding stuff to do so. so now do you have any plans of maybe returning to the military as a physical therapist or do you kind of want to go a different route after you're done with school so yeah I, I can actually uh, I can confidently say zero, <laughs> zero interest actually <laughs> 100 yeah if there were, there's a 100 percent and I'm at zero percent uh it's nothing against that yeah. I mean that, that's a good that's a good path for a lot of people yeah. um you know I did my shadowing hours in a uh, at Fort Bliss in a military physical therapy clinic and um you know that, that's that's a good option for a lot of people mm -hmm. and particularly if you have uh student debt or something you know that that, that can be really helpful mm -hmm. um what I recently, you know, what I more recently did, I actually, you know, I was in the reserves up until last year. Mm -hmm. um, so part part of the first year of of our school, and I actually resigned my commission. I actually I put in and said, hey, I actually like I don't want to be in the inactive ready reserve. I don't. I'm just gonna oh, go okay. out because the way I looked at it, it was like kind of burning the boats. Mm -hmm. Like I just. Um, I felt like if I want to go all in on yeah. physical therapy, I really can't have a fallback. Yeah. And I, I really didn't want to uh, still be kind of like partially living that life. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want to, you know, have training requirements with that mm -hmm. that pulled me away or do anything like that. Like that wasn't the goal. Mm -hmm. And um, I could, you know, in theory, see working as like a government service physical therapist or doing a contract or something. But as far as like returning in a real capacity, I don't think so. I just kind of, you know, I want to work with like regular people. Mm -hmm. um, but I think it's a great option for a lot of people. Yeah. yeah. I've thought about it myself. I, I know they have age requirements though, and I feel like I'm probably approaching that age <laughs> I, I, of where they're yeah, <laughs> too old. Yeah. Um, I know I didn't send you this uh, to prepare for this question, okay. but it's, it's not that much of a curveball. Okay. I just, I just like just to ask this one time. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we got them right where we want yeah. them. It's like, it's all right. And with that, uh, the, the scandal. <laughs> yeah. So um, I think this is, you are maybe the second person from our cohort we've had on 
the show and I, I really like to ask other individuals what their experience has been in this type of program so for individuals that haven't listened to this podcast like we are in a hybrid program so a majority of it is online and then we have like two to three week lab immersions where we're in here Sunday to Sunday to five like putting in the grind but what has your experience been like in this type of program and what advice would you give to maybe a prospective student whether it's South College or just another hybrid type program what kind of uh, advice would you give and kind of based on your experience uh, yeah so but so I have done some difficult things in my life or what you know what most people would say is difficult and to this day this this is the hardest thing I've done mm-hmm. um, I you know I've been places done things that are more physically demanding but mentally this this has been super demanding so um, I, I think one thing when you hear hybrid online, you hear online and you think you're, I'm going to be doing mm-hmm. a ton of online school, uh, but th- there's a lot more in-person time than I guess I originally thought. Labs, labs are kind of make up a good chunk of the quarter and you are doing, you're interactive. I mean, you have to be, it's interactive all the time. You know, it's, it's synchronous sessions. It's, the, I mean, you're in class doing stuff all the time. Um, yeah, so the so the idea that you can somehow do this in a in a part time capacity, it, it that's not a reality for me. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe there's somebody that can, but um, I don't. Th- I think if you do it part time, you're selling yourself short at the very least because yeah. you're not getting everything out of it. Right. Yeah, yeah right. I think so. So it's yeah, it's extremely demanding. I mean, every week is some high stakes week. Every week mm-hmm. there is something coming up that is you know a big deal. You can't fall behind. You always have to be on it. I'm usually doing stuff on the weekends, like most most students are. Um, but you know, I in terms of this program in particular, I I, I think it's great. I think mm-hmm. that, like you said, the quality of the faculty that we get access to. Mm-hmm is um, we I think we get an edge in that you know because we can bring faculty in um, I, I think it's run in a very smart way it is super fast I guess you think that by doing two years you know normally it's a three-year program doing it that way would somehow take a shortcut but it doesn't it just does it faster yeah. <laughs> so so you just yeah I really thought, well, there's probably a, you know something there, maybe cutting out that's not that important. Like, no, you're doing like pretty much what everybody does, just do it much yeah. faster. Yeah, um, very short yeah. breaks and stuff. But yeah. you know, and we're we're a year in, we're we're about a year away. Mm-hmm. We're going to be done, and yeah. Um, so yeah, I've, I've loved it and the community aspect. I don't, you're not going to be alone. You're not mm-hmm. isolated. Feel connected to everybody. Uh, in the program, you know, our 80 plus people that we have. And yeah, it's super challenging, but mm-hmm. I, I love it. Great program. Yeah. You mentioned um, uh, your undergrad, obviously, was in your master's degree, much different than kind of healthcare. <laughs> Compared to kind of what you studied for your undergrad and your first graduate degree, did you have to change any methods of how you prepared on a week to week basis? Yeah, I, I did. Uh, I I think, yeah. Now now I mean, cause I mean they at South they really preach the the evidence based learning stuff, mm-hmm. and um, you know it seems frivolous until you're in it and you actually need to use that because yeah. like you need that edge yeah. to get to get by. Um, I you know I most of the, the other degrees that I was very they were very like paper writing degrees yeah. for the most part. I mean, there's tests sure, but uh, generally both my masters and undergrad were um, paper writing. Uh, 
this program is there are a lot of tests and there are practicals. I would attribute the practicals to be more akin to things that I did in the military, like as far as checkoffs within the military, like uh, school professional development um, areas. But yeah, I was like super into Quizlet when I came in. I mean, and I look back to my quarter one Quizlets I mean, I had accrued so many quizzes. Like, I mean, it's just you know, like a, so a digital, <laughs> a digital library of quizlets. Yeah. Um, but then I found like, hey, it's you know, it's actually just a little more efficient if you just kind of do some handwritten notes, really talk it out, learn the concepts, um, really learn the stuff instead of just learning it in exclusion. Yeah. And they said that they said that to us. You know, I think day one, someone yeah. said, "Hey, don't just try and memorize everything." Yeah. Uh, and I said, "Ah, what does yeah, right. she know? Yeah, I'll do whatever I want, anyways." So, um, yeah, so I kind of learned my lesson. I don't make a lot of Quizlets. There are yeah. things that flashcards are good for, um, yeah. but I think generally it's learning concepts, spending time. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Doctor Seal said, you know, if somebody's watching you study, what are you doing? Are you just sitting there reading? Or are you like actively writing and doing yeah. stuff? You know, so I think that's helpful. Awesome. Thank you for, for sharing that as well. I have a couple more curveball questions. Yes. Good. It's about you to get spicy. <laughs> no, I'm just <laughs> so um, aside from the military, aside from school, what do you like to do kind of in your free time? Besides work out, you can't use uh, that. Yeah, one. not working out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you knew that one was coming. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, I well, I used to golf more. Um, definitely still play video games. That's I'm, I'm, oh, I'm se- secret gamer. What? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. what kind of gamer are you? Are uh, you like I that? like more like story oriented single player stuff. Uh, Interesting. Yeah. I, I used to be more into like the Call of Duty and stuff, but now I found that just stresses me out. Yeah. I don't want to be put on. You know, it's like it's fall last place. Relaxing. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I don't. I want only too got much. an hour to play it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's too, too much for me. Uh, riding motorcycles would probably be the thing that I actually go out and do mm-hmm. most of the time when I have time. Yeah. Okay. Big into that. Do you, do you do a lot of like hiking or camping, kind of living in the Knoxville area? You you know, the Army actually kind of ruined those activities for me. <laughs> yeah, so I, I don't view camping and hiking in the Forced same practice. way. practice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, I have hiked some. I probably will camp with my son at some point. Mm-hmm when it gets a little older but uh yeah for fun those are not usually my go-to activities Fair yeah, <laughs> this, yeah this last... i did it a lot i used to do it professionally <laughs> last question um after a long week or after a friday where we have those like weird two exam fridays what is your go-to adult beverage uh, after like a long week are you a beer guy are you a wine drinker um more of like a hard liquor kind of person like what is your go-to after a long week uh my go-to so if you I mean, drink of course i, I, I do. should ask that yes, first i do <laughs> um yeah the, it, this program's demanding so yeah so i do uh i like i if i had to like narrow it down i would really say uh i'm a huge fan of old-fashioned cocktails so so good um you know some kind of rye whiskey with you know angostura bitters um, and then I make that. That would be my, my one of my favorite drinks. And then, you know, like I like red, red wines in general. Uh, but lately, just been grabbing a seltzer, like, quickly out of the fridge. <laughs> Is it for convenience? Yes. You know? 
um, or an IPA if I if I'm not worried about calories that day. <laughs> yeah, it's it's. I, I guess it really depends, kind of what we learn in like, mm-hmm. every avenue of physical therapy. I'm kind of the same way. It just <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it's whatever's most convenient, and then sometimes you're really just hankering for like that, like a, an old fashioned. Yeah. Um. So well. It was a pleasure having you on the show. Um, I really appreciate it. I think, um, especially given that this week was Memorial Day uh, week, um, it was really an honor to have you on the show. Thank yeah. you for your service. And, um, appreciate it. Uh, do you have any parting thoughts that you would love to share with any prospective students, anyone from our cohort? Um, feel free to share. Yeah, I, I guess really I would just say if you – if you are passionate about something, just just don't wait. Just just go do it. Like don't say you'll you do it when the time's right or or wait something. Um, you know, just go for it. If that's what you're passionate about, don't try and explain it to anybody. Just just pull the trigger and and chase after it because that that that's been the best decision I've made. So, boom, love awesome. it. Thanks, man. Thank you all for listening to another episode of the Paragon Podcast. If you haven't already, go ahead and subscribe to us on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Overcast, and all of your other major podcasting platforms. Also, if you haven't followed us on Instagram, you can find us at Paragon underscore physios if you want to learn more about our field of physical therapy in the eyes of students and also just learn more about health and wellness. And once again, Thank you all for listening to another episode of the Paragon Podcast.